0: hello welcome back to the oddsman broadcast this is james sebastian also known as doombox author of the insights and discussions and my co-hosts
1: as
2: always are this is brett ogre barbarian
1: Uh, hi this is daniel uh dp0427 on reddit
0: nice nice let's go ahead and jump right into it so State of the game, that level cap, that gear increase. So, to start things off, I think it's nice that we should have a uh, little bit of a discussion, a little bit of a debate uh, right off the bat on whether or not the Gear 11 benefits or hampers
1: the game.
0: So, so DP, I choose you. <laughs> it's
1: me and you going at it.
0: Yeah, let's do this. Uh, I'll take the side of hampers because I'm the resident cynic when it comes to WB.
1: (laughs) All right. So I guess from my point of view, uh, and this is my actual point of view, I think that Gear 11 does benefit the game in the long run. Uh, Mainly because uh, I think this is just an eventuality. Um, This is something actually I was reading on Reddit too, because it's one of the questions that uh, Tech Paradox brought up on the Reddit but uh, I figured since we're debating on it we'll sort of address it at the same time the game has to eventually unlock a new uh, cap like a new level uh, because if, we, if you keep things always at the same level you're going to lose a lot of players just because the th- things are getting stale nothing's changing even though we're adding new characters uh, new abilities uh, or whatever There, there seems to be always that that uh, ceiling, and if you don't move the ceiling up, if you don't really gradually increase the what do you call it the 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 power creep, or so to speak, in terms of difficulty, then people aren't are going to find it too boring. It's too easy. It's not challenging enough. So that's you're going to lose a lot of people based on just pure interest. In, interesting.
0: Interesting. Sorry, I was uh, making sure we're being timed on this so that we can maintain schedule. So, in my opinion, yes, the game needed to develop eventually. I agree with that. Although, I think that there are certainly certain things that should have come first, you know? Like, uh, when it comes down to it, All of this happened out of nowhere. Everyone was caught off guard. Sure, it's a great thing, but it should have been a great thing taken in steps. They definitely could have said, hey, come this October, come this November, we're thinking about bumping it up. Level 80, gear 11, you know, they should have let us know ahead of time. And on top of that, the inflation, the amount of materials we need to keep up with that ceiling being risen – is still far too low. In fact, the materials that we get now were barely even enough to get us through the level 60 caps that we had before, or the level 70 caps. Now we have level 80, we have gear 11, which makes a humongous difference. I feel like if WB had handled it better, they could have avoided all of the backlash simply by letting people know ahead of time, but they didn't. And as it sits right now, gear 11 has made PvP incredibly lopsided, It's made people quit the game just out of frustration that they just randomly are now 500 feet behind where they were once before. And just the difference between a gear 10 and a gear 11 character is so great that even one gear 11 versus an entire team of gear 10s would almost be able to solo the entire team by themselves, given the right character. So in my opinion, gear 11 would have been good in the future but at the moment it hampers the game because it's too much too soon
1: i think that's the point pretty much uh where you're you, you pretty much win the debate on that side because even though i think it's a benefit that we have to have eventually i do agree that uh the timing of it was poorly done uh they definitely should have communicated it first like a little bit uh ahead of schedule so that we know what's coming up and we can sort of prepare for it What they could have done, for example, is raise the level cap but not introduce gear 11 uh, right away. So they could have uh, increased the level cap to 80 and then introduced gear 11 a couple months down the road, right? So that we could all have time to get up to uh, level 70 to get to that next gear level. And then once they drop gear 11 on us, we'll have a lot of gear stocked up, hopefully, and then be ready to go. But as you said, you know, uh, only the people who have infinite resources can jump into it right away and pretty much dominate PvP, as you said.
0: Yeah, and I will concede that in the future, the system might've been fantastic, might've even been perfect, but as it happens right now, we just, it's just a matter of resources. And as you said, people who have that much resource at hand can just go and do whatever they need to do. You know, they could just jump in and be like, Oh, I'm going to gear 11, my reverse flash or my Harley Quinn or whoever. But for the average player, all of a sudden they're just not competitive in a meta where they were before that point able to stand toe to toe with whoever they want and even have a bit of versatility. Now, keeping in mind gear 11 does increase the versatility of the game, but I don't feel like it does it in a way that allows players to truly embrace the new top area. And, you know, in time, people who stick around will get to there eventually. But until that point, people are screwed. And honestly, it's understandable why people are being frustrated about it. But that's enough out of me.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, Let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) Speaking on that point, actually, between you and Ogre... Uh, which of you guys, bless you, which of you guys thinks that, uh, it benefits the faster or the slower characters more? This is what I'm interested in because gear 11 definitely provides a really big benefit for tanky characters, you know, really fat booty characters. So what do you guys think? Do you think that slower characters are benefiting more? Do you think maybe faster characters because of the higher crit chance and the new offensive stats? Tell me what you think.
2: All right, well, I think not only gear 11, but the upcoming HP fix is going to be huge, too. So them coupled together is honestly what's going to make it... The tanks are finally going to have their day. Like, honestly, they're just going to be so tanky at this point. Characters are not going to do any damage to them, and they're just going to sit there forever soaking up damage, which is what they needed to do in the first place, is what everybody expected them to do, and then it just never worked out because... Of the HP bug and the speed crit meta evolved from that so now the characters have way more HP on gear 11 on top of that you're fixing the HP bug so like I don't see how it's possible that the speed crit meta stays around sure they'll still be powerful characters because all the characters in this game as far as I'm concerned are fairly balanced I really do think that the tanks are finally gonna have their data shine
1: Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be losing all these debates today, but uh, one of the things that uh, I have to sort of concede there is the fact that you you, you mentioned the HP bug being fixed, which we'll, we'll bring up later again. But if we're looking at only Gear 11, uh, I think that Gear 11 by itself, as it stands, uh, makes things a little bit faster, um, mainly because uh, the difference between um, the speed really is huge. Uh, for example... A character that wouldn't normally outspeed another character at be, at gear ten will obviously do that in most cases at gear eleven. So, for example, Cheetah, who is probably what the fourth or fifth fastest character in the game, uh, is faster. Or she's than seventh now, something like that. Yeah, but she she can she can keep up or is faster than some of the arrows and even some of the flashes if she's gear eleven. When you compare it to uh, the gear tens, and This uh the problem I have with this is that sort of there are some characters that sort of shouldn't be um what's the word here? Shouldn't be outpacing other characters, but uh that's what gear eleven brings to the table. But if everybody's at gear eleven, the question is that it does anything change. I guess in the way it doesn't, but I also feel that because the HP bug is currently not implemented, gear eleven is still like exactly where we left off at gear 10 just at another level higher and if you're not at gear 11 it's even harder for you so but that's why i feel that everything's a lot faster right now but you know next month everything could change so who knows
2: mm. yeah it's definitely go ahead Tim.
0: no 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 you go ahead i was just giving monosyllabic agreements. go ahead
2: <laughs> oh okay I was gonna say I definitely agree that the the little bit of extra speed is a big deal, but when looking at the stats gained from gear eleven, you're only looking at maybe four points of speed, and a little bit of crit damage and maybe a little bit of crit chance, and the tank characters are gaining anywhere between you know five and six thousand HP, plus whatever stamina stat they get. So I definitely have to disagree because they're also getting a huge boost to their defense and resistance uh, hidden stats now we're going from like a 0.56 to a two that's going to make a huge difference in how much damage they actually take and i think that's going to be the big difference
1: i've definitely seen what you're talking about especially with characters like cyborg superman cyborg superman is a huge tank at gear 11. he is ridiculous it's so hard to take him down but yeah
0: okay well i mean he's he still dies to a cheater average crit in the end of the day though so oh
1: yeah of course i mean
0: that's one of the things that uh like you know the uh at the end of the day you have characters that are like oh my god look at all this defense oh jesus but then at the same time you also have characters like reverse flash which are still going to one shot your gear 11 huntress if he gets a solid crit on her you know So, I mean, it could go either way, honestly.
2: Yeah. Well, I I think that plays more into the strategy of the game. You're still talking about affinity advantages in this case. So, the affinity advantage should be something that you take into consideration in those situations. Of course. And to be fair, Huntress is not that tanky.
1: (laughs) Like, Gear 11? Yeah, I guess. Gear, gear Eleven also introduce uh, increases the the crit rate too. So there's a lot of characters that are borderline fifty fifty uh, crit rate at Gear Eleven. So that and I don't know what it is about the um, the AI. Every time I play with uh, what's it called Harley Harley Quinn Magister, and let's say the opposing and the opposing team has a Wonder Woman DOJ at Gear Eleven, she always. Comes off with uh, She she always starts with the lasso, and always crits my my Harley Quinn for thirteen k. At one shotting her, it's, a, it's an affinity disadvantage. Although my Harley Quinn's at gear ten, and her and her um, what do you call it? Her, her gears gear eleven. But creating an affinity disadvantage for one shot and one-shotting it is just ridiculous and it's and I looked at the stats it's 48% crit chance I think I played that battle maybe about 10 times just out of frustration just to see this how how often it would happen and also there's like the percentage chance that Harley Quinn would enrage Wonder Woman which maybe happened twice or three times and every time that she that didn't happen she just one-shot my Harley Quinn it's ridiculous so I don't know if it's you know this is one it's bringing up those uh though that discussion of whether or not the um the rng favors AI but I, I I kind of feel like it does but I don't really want to you know jump on that bang, on that bandwagon just yet I think that's a topic for another time yeah, exactly I was getting derailed there um okay let's let's move on action. yeah should we move on now <laughs> sure. Okay. Let's move on to the next topic of the state of the game. We're going to talk about um, things that have changed in the game. Bugs, balances, various changes overall. Um, there was a couple of things that, I br- that were brought up in the initial patches, the initial patch notes. There was a couple of patches this month and things that were announced. So the first thing um, that they changed, obviously, with the character reworks, there was something that people thought uh, was a bit odd. Uh, for example um, Green Lantern Hal Jordan's enrage immunity was it bugged or not because apparently uh, Harley Quinn Magister would still enrage certain characters through immunity even it would also apply to someone with a static immunity like uh, Dr. Fate so this brings up a question of um, the order of what we call the start of battle effects and Doom was talking about this a bit uh, on Reddit I think and on Discord so Doom do you want to give your input on that.
0: Yeah, sure. So uh basically as it happens or as it comes down to there's a sorry there's a certain order of precedence that the turn orders go through. Basically you have active components and you have passive components and then within those active and passive components you have things like primary effects, secondary effects, tertiary effects, buff, debuff, uh, immunities, things like that. And the way it all works is that, of course, you have active effects, buffs, debuffs come first. Then you have secondary effects within the active effects. For example, uh, Green Arrow applying his leadership ability because he hit with the Storm of Arrows, things like that. Then you have tertiary effects. These things are like... Uh, Firestorm activating his passive, you know, things that aren't tied directly to an active but benefit from actives. Then you have passive effects, and passives always take the backseat to actives, and then passives, of course, are, you know, things like, oh, my character has static immunity, like Dr. Fates does. And even passives have primary, secondary, tertiary. although that's much harder to lay down. So... At the end of the day you basically have harley quinn because her ability is an active ability it out prioritizes leadership and passive abilities and that's just how it ends up happening now is it a bug i don't think so i think it's just a poorly thought through mechanic but that's just me
1: okay now the question is that um given the way we know of how the effects work and the timing of how things sort of layer on top of each other Do you think that they should be fixing, for example, uh, Green Lantern Hal Jordan or Dr. Fate or anyone that's affected by this?
0: Uh, Personally, I don't because when I look at this kind of a situation, I also have to think about what would change if passives took priority over actives. And let's just say it's very, very messy. Like, I'm sure you probably don't want like Firestorm, randomly picking up three or four intelligence before shooting off his abilities, you know? Like, that's just one example, obviously. But, like, for example, say uh, passives came before actives, right? That would mean that if Harley Quinn gets attacked, her passive would trigger, and if the attack would be read as a miss, it would add one evasion before the attack even hit. Meaning your attack would then be stuck in this sort of uh, how can I say it's sort of a feedback loop type deal where your attack would be counted, it would add one evasion, then it would have to be counted again against that same evasion, which would add another evasion, and so on and so forth. The game would fall apart almost instantly. So instead, what I think needs to happen is I think that Harley Quinn's ability should just be classified as a passive secondary effect rather than a active secondary effect.
1: So saying, for the enrage, I mean. So you're saying changing how the uh, the start of the battle affects certain aspects of her ability?
0: More or less. Like, the ability is a legendary effect for her active, right? Just have that file under the same coding as the passive would. And then you have the entire problem solved. Because then, even though her active effect is triggering... Because it's labeled as a passive, her taunt would become a passive primary, and her rage a passive secondary. And leader abilities and static passives always count as primary, so they would out prioritize it.
1: Okay,
2: Ogre, what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, I kind of think that Doom's on the right track here. I think that having having abilities count before the attack would be bad, especially when you consider characters like Grundy who would gain major benefits out of his passive triggering off of gaining the enrage from his active ability. It definitely causes a lot of problems. So I think Doom's on the right track there.
1: So the next thing uh, that's on the change list that I was that's worthy of noting. Uh, they, they noted that there was a fix to Reverse Flash's AI uh, to use Time Paradox when available. Apparently it wasn't doing that before. And I do notice that he uh, the AI is doing that from time to time whenever it's available. The uh, the only thing that I find notable about this is that there are, I feel like there's other characters in the same situation where there's an ability or two that's not being used. Do you feel like they're going to address those issues too? Or is it because someone brought it up with Reverse Flash, that they're addressing it? Um, hmm.
0: I don't know, because uh, doesn't Green Arrows still not use Storm of Arrows? And people have been bringing that up for a while. I honestly think it was more the issue that it's a core part of his kit. It's literally... One second. Sorry, but that was throwing a dog toy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the thing is, is that uh, with the kit, he, he's outright not using his only recovery move and things like that. Like, Green Arrow is a much worse character without his uh, Storm of Arrows, but he's still a functioning character for the most part. He can still kill, basically, whoever he's shooting at with his basic. Reverse Flash, on the other hand, without that recovery, he's way worse off like you could hit him with a bleed and then just watch him die because he would never recover and so i think that honestly it was probably just a fix that was a long time coming and took them next to no time to actually fix and they just decided to flip on a switch that was off before
1: on the uh, on the topic of green arrow uh do you feel like the fact that he doesn't do his Storm of Arrows, I feel like that might have been intentional. Like they might have just changed the order because previously he was using Storm of Arrows first almost all the time. Now he's never using it. So do you think it was the opposite, actually? Like they they intentionally, to they sort of subtly nerfed him in that way?
0: I, I would probably say so. Uh, what do you think, Ogre?
2: I don't know. I think I think his problem was that he was using his one and two and not his three at all, and he got put into the group category that the characters weren't using their full kits. This is before Reverse Flash was out, so and he has four abilities anyway, but um, they did adjust the AI to use abilities in certain orders for, some, for a bunch of the characters, and it may have affected him adversely, and I think it was unintentional.
1: Okay, well let's let's move on from there. Uh, there's a couple of points about Katana that I saw brought that brought that were brought up. One point that was in the official patch notes was the fact that her leadership ability wasn't stealing all the immunities as intended, so that was fixed, which is good because then they brought out a reworked Deathstroke, which was severely like Katana's leadership ability is one of the best ways to counter him. Uh, and then the the other thing that I noticed, uh, someone else brought it up, was that katana can't bleed i'm not sure if it's a glitch or something but i th- i've been on the receiving end of this a few times with uh trying to stun her with aquaman and she can't gain the bleeds uh so she can't actually get stunned i'm not sure what it is has anyone else seen that on their end
0: um, actually a funny story about those ones uh to begin the whole stealing all immunities thing uh, I think the main issue was that when she was attacking, she was getting rid of the awareness instead of stealing it. Huh. So like, she would, she would hit them, and it would do damage, which would kill one of the uh, things, and then she would activate her steal ability. But now it's just she's swiping and then just taking everything. But I actually haven't looked into that, so I wouldn't know for sure. That's just what I'm assuming. But as far as the whole not bleeding thing goes i've hit her with chemo's bleed
1: just fine so i don't know anything about that might be an aquaman related yeah i've seen it like specifically with aquaman
2: yeah i have no input on this i haven't seen i haven't seen her in pvp in forever i don't have any clue okay
1: well uh Let's let's move on then. So the next set of uh, patch notes are the upcoming patch notes and a lot of the things that were being that were announced just recently. So the biggest one uh, that Ogre mentioned already was the HP bug fix that is com- that is incoming. That was graciously announced by our uh, community manager Jensen. I think a week ago, or exactly a week ago, something like that. So since Ogre is the one who's sort of spearheading this, we'll let him take over.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what actually changes because there's definitely differing opinions between myself and some others as to which part of it is actually getting fixed, whether it's the stamina or the HP from gear itself. It, mathematically, it works out about the same, there's only a little bit minor differences. So, I mean, which one it is it doesn't really honestly make a difference. Characters are going to have way more HP to, to work with here. So we're talking anywhere from 3,300 to 5,600 HP, you know, f- depending on what kind of character you have, whether it's a Flash or a uh, Grundy or something like that, you know, somewhere between the all-out striker versus the tank. So you're, you're definitely getting a lot of, A lot of change for the better to make the characters survive longer and I know you said earlier about 13,000 crit killing your Harley that's not gonna happen anymore she's gonna have closer to 17,000 you know so it shouldn't kill her just flat-out like that at 13,000
1: damage yeah I'm I'm hoping for that very soon because I I put a lot into my Harley recently (laughs) but anyways
2: uh yeah in my math one I did the math and she should end up somewhere around the 20,000 mark camo should end up somewhere around the
1: 30,000 mark
2: I mean you know it it just depends on what kind of character it is
1: it's sort of crazy to think about the fact that there are characters that will have you know over 20 k HP and uh, but and so most of the time you think okay they're never gonna get one hit but then there are still characters that are gonna hit over 20k uh given the right circumstances so
2: oh absolutely. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, Doom, do you have any thoughts? Because it seems like you're a bit chatty.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I do have a few thoughts. Uh, as far as the whole thing about it not mattering between stamina and HP, I think it does matter, but only in the very, very niche cases that stamina applies differently when stacked versus when you have lower HP totals versus higher ones. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the stamina buff,
2: yeah. It definitely but, will change a little bit
0: outside of that, honestly, the only things I see changing are that uh, instead of my Doomsday getting 5k per punch now in extra health, you'll be getting like 8.2k in extra health every punch. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize how much of a monster these tanks already are, but, like, I've had my Doomsday and my chemo each just obliterating physicals on the enemy team, like, I think I was fighting some team with, like, Nightwing, Huntress, and Deathstroke or something. And I had my chemo, and he was the only one left. And, uh, yeah, chemo by himself killed all of the rest of them. And I was like, I've created a monster. And Doomsday is even worse. Oh, my God. Like, a Huntress versus a Doomsday, the Huntress will win 0% of the time. Doomsday just punches and gains more health than she can possibly deal and then, of course, chemo's freaking got like two hundred thirty-two percent resistance to special damage. a Zatanna Rabbit crit to the face and only took like five K damage. It's just, it's, it's monstrous. It's crazy. It's frightening almost. But I'm super stoked about it because I've been dying to use some of these tanks.
1: I'm I'm in the same boat with you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bit scared to see what the, meta, the new meta is going to look like. I mean, it's definitely going to get a bit slower. Uh, the question is, how much slower? Because imagine if like uh, matches end up being like five to seven minutes long, for example, you're going to be sitting there on your phone or or your tablet or whatever. You're like, oh, come on, die already!
2: I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's what you're going to have to worry about. Kind of <laughs> remember back to when you were like gear one. Level ten. Yeah, remember back to that. Yeah, that's about what it's going to be like, I think. The grindiness. Yeah, I
0: I personally think that every character is probably going to at least be scooping up three, four, maybe even five turns. But I don't think it'll turn into a five minute match unless it ends up literally becoming tanks versus tanks, in which case you'll basically just have two doomsdays punching each other in the face <laughs> until one of them dies <laughs> and then comes back.
1: We should make a gif of that. <laughs> Okay.
0: But uh, oh, oh. speaking of revives actually that heal immunity thing that's pretty crazy
1: yeah it's gonna be silly so i i kind of want to talk about heal immunity actually heal immunity is something i've been waiting for uh for a while in terms of uh the revive mechanic because I felt well. I mean, not specifically heal immunity, but it could have been anything. They they just chose to put it on uh, change heal immunity, which kind of makes sense if you think about the in flavor, in terms of flavor, right? So, um, the idea the idea behind revive was that it was just a bonus that was tacked on to certain characters uh, because of the way their character, uh, I guess, pers- is personified, and which makes complete sense. But then it felt like it was too good for certain. For certain types of matches like White Lantern Sinestro was probably the biggest uh, like problem in the early stages of the game that people had with revive like characters like Doomsday Swamp Thing uh, you usually left them to last so even if they revived once or twice you could deal with them uh, but now with Lobo uh, the fact that Lobo kept coming back over and over and over again they needed to put something there to to be like a complete uh, stopgap for the ability so the question is that if they have a way to control revive now are they going to bring in more characters with revive for example other like undead characters like or characters that uh really can't die for example or magical characters like uh, john constantine what do you guys think
0: hmm. i mean personally speaking as far as the uh whether they're going to bring in more revives. I personally feel like adding heal immunity to counter revives actually limits their design space a bit because now any revive character they have has to be measured against the characters who can provide heal immunity at the time. Like, uh, you know, Dr. Fate, apparently. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that they did this. I hate to admit it, at one point when I was a much younger box... I spread some fake news because I honestly and truly thought that heal immunity stopped Revive. But then Sethaman informed me that I was stupid and a noob, which he usually does for new people. And I learned better. (laughs) But now, now I'm right. I wasn't wrong at the time. I was just a prophet. I was, I was thinking ahead of my time.
1: (laughs) I'm not. Okay, I'm just going to let that one go. (laughs) It's too many puns. Okay, go ahead, Ogre. (laughs)
2: uh yeah i think i think having heal immunity counteract revive is is definitely going to change things a little bit i don't know how much yet it's really yet to be seen just how much because even when you talk about characters like dr fate the heal immunity is still not going to be high on his priority list i don't think like if it's a legendary upgrade i still think people are going to go for his 60 percent increased intelligence and his extra damage, and you know, just things to make him a monster that he already is. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not people actually want to respec him, just based on the heal immunity factor and the revives.
1: I was talking to Doom the yeah. other day about uh, the same thing with respect to Huntress, because Huntress's uh, second legendary upgrade on her basic gives heal immunity. But how many people with a high legendary Huntress went for her basic? <laughs> that was a. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. if you have uh, Legendary 4, or Legendary 5, you're not really going to get that anytime soon. So,
2: it is right, funny. Because you're still taking the rest of the kit. Exactly. Yeah. It is
0: funny, too. I saw someone mention that previous Deathstroke is the best counter for current
2: Deathstroke now.
1: <laughs> right?
2: is heal immunity
1: and. That, that would be something cool. Imagine if, uh, when they reworked characters, if you could actually have the option to switch between versions.
0: Yeah, like get a instead of Superman to be like, oh, I want pre-crisis yeah. Superman.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, imagine if you had like the old leadership uh, version of uh, Superman that would trigger off certain taunts. For for example, right, having characters like Harley Quinn and so on and so forth would would trigger him. For example. Anyways.
0: You uh, know. You know what? Thinking about it, actually, this is something. It's a bit off the. Uh, Beaten path on this, but tell me what you guys think, right? So, certain reworks I've noticed have been done ahead of time and then just magically happen to fit characters that are coming after it. Like, imagine, like you said, if Superman still had his previous leader, then the rework for uh, Harley Quinn would end up completely breaking the game almost. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think there's some grand scheme where they're like, we rework these guys now because we're playing to rework these other guys later?
2: I think there's more to it than that. Even, I think because if you look at Wonder Woman, DoJ, she would have broken that too, because she taunts all the damn time. Uh, I think I think there definitely is. They have to take into consideration what they're planning to do in the future, because if they don't, then they're going to definitely end up breaking something.
1: I don't have a I don't have a strong opinion on it, but um, uh, I just just to keep things moving along, uh, I, we have a lot to talk about, so I think we should keep keep it moving. What do you guys think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing, overhealing. Thoughts on overhealing. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Over?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I. it really makes characters like Chemo and Bane look a lot better all of a sudden. Mera.
0: Yep. Star Sapphire. Yeah
2: star sapphire yeah there's definitely some characters that are underutilized as of right now and with that and the hp fix those characters are going to look really silly all of a sudden it does
0: suck though that it also inadvertently buffs deathstroke because he gets like what eight men's the moment he hits below 100 health yeah. so he's going to yeah, end up becoming definitely. like a yeah he's going to end up becoming just a fat body of nothing but overhealing do you think maybe they'll introduce a character that can remove overhealing
2: well I think that's what the heal immunity is for.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: No,
0: I mean first, I don't the mean the like heal immunity. I don't mean preventing it. I don't mean preventing oh, it. I mean like no. straight up like like how blue beetle can remove percentage amount of shields, do you think they'll bring in a character that can remove say percentage amount of overhealing?
2: That'll be Well I think it depends on how they how they actually make the overhealing work. If it's still a health bar, then fine, but if it counts as a shield bar, then I think they're probably okay in that case.
1: I think my, my thoughts on overhealing, and Doom could probably relate to this as a fighting game player, it'll probably be like the health bar you see that's in green, they'll overlap it with another color, like in yellow or something, so that you'd have to deplete that first, and then it'll go back to the green. You know what I mean? So what they could do is implement a character with a passive ability, for example, that would prevent overhealing altogether. But I don't see it... Uh, it has to be like a mechanic change. It has to be something that will change that'll affect that mechanic. But I don't think there would be like an ability, for example, that will prevent, uh, like an active ability that will prevent that.
0: So, um, yeah, actually, thinking on that, the, something I asked Jensen, I got no reply on, unfortunately. I don't think Jensen cares much for me because I'm constantly badgering him with questions like, how does this work? How does that work? How does Lobo work? How does this work? Uh, I, I remember asking him, when you overheal, is that your health plus more health? Basically, like, say, if you add a extra health bar to chemo, right? You overheal him all the way to max. He has, like, 40,000 HP. If he gets a shield on him, does it shield him for his base HP total or his current HP total? And also, Ooh. for example, things like, uh, what's it called? Uh, stamina buffs, for example. If I'm at, like... 40k health, and I get a stamina buff. Is that going to give me an extra 4,000 health, or is that going to give me an extra 2,000 health because of my initial health? And then, if I lose that overhealing, do I still keep the same health gain from the stamina if it's permanent, like say from Hippolyta or from aries So, you know, all these crazy, super deep questions, and I got no answers. It's saddening.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Spik- I don't know the answer yet. <laughs> But I think I think there's a lot of speculation on the issue, so uh, well, I think we'll just have to wait and see because like we can say one way or another, but we, we we really don't know. It's just guessing in the dark, right?
0: Yeah, honestly, it's it's just more work for me to do at the end of the day, though. <laughs> but uh, let's keep it moving. Sure. So
1: the next the next things that the next thing on the list that's not really a big change was the fact that they recategorized awareness as not uh, no longer being an immunity. And they reworked other abilities to remove awareness, where they would also remove immunities uh, previously. So this includes Katana, uh, Cyborg Superman, and there's a couple others as well. I think Blue Beetle was mentioned too. So I mean, I don't feel like this is a huge change. It just feels like they're just want to recategorizing certain things, just so that uh, maybe in the future they'll implement other characters that will remove awareness but not immunity, for example. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's more of a a clarification type change because people are constantly like, so is awareness just damage immunity? Is awareness just evasion? Is it awareness basically just this or that? And then, you know, I think it does fit more in the line with evasion than it does with damage immunity. So, yeah, understandably, they're probably doing this just to free up some design space so that if they're like, I want a character that gets rid of immunities, you don't have to worry about it spiking down everyone that has awareness.
1: Any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think I think it's definitely just a recategorization of hey, this is what it actually is. Sorry, we weren't really
1: clear before. Yeah, uh, Duloth is mentioning in the in the chat that uh, for example, Captain Cold removes uh, speed ups and certain other buffs, but uh, I think it, this way it sort of avoids a little bit of trouble down the road for characters like Captain Cold. Uh, so. Like I said, if if certain things affect immunity, but uh, or certain things affect awareness but not immunity, this would sort of uh, help clarify all that later down the road. Anyways, moving on. Uh, in yeah. The, the last couple things in the announcements, I'll just do this uh, all together to wrap it up. Red alerts will be getting refreshes uh, and its own daily mission, and then uh, the power score in terms of um, PvP, I think will be reworked but they really haven't uh said much into the power score they just said that it'll be done soon between soon and later so i'm not really sure what that means (laughs) in terms of timing Uh, not never
0: i guess yeah
1: (laughs) it'll happen eventually
0: that's all it'll happen on the same time they do the chemo rework
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so the, uh, But the Red Alerts getting, getting the ability to refresh and getting uh, more bonuses for completing Red Alerts is, sounds good. I like that. I don't think that anyone will be complaining about that. I think it's uh, something that a lot of people were waiting for for a while. The ability to just be able to pay something or uh, do something so that you could try again if you just un- got unlucky critted out of the game.
2: I want to complain about it you complain about everything though
0: i know it's my duty so the thing is i think it's fine and good and dandy that they're doing this it's long overdue as i said in the last podcast changes that should have never had to happen because they should have just been baseline things but uh, i don't like the fact that we have to pay for a refresh we should get a free refresh you know like you start up the game, you randomly either get critted for all of your health or you disconnect somewhere down the line. You should get at least one courtesy refresh. Sort of like how we get a free spin every day. That's my only grievance. I don't like that it's baseline, throw money into this, pachinko machine your way to victory. I think it should just be, hey, you got messed up. Here's a free refresh on the
1: daily. It's on us. We're cool, you know? Okay. So you mean, Yeah, like- I agree with that. So so if you if you use that up, then you can pay for more, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I'm kind of in line with that. All right. Moving on. Or um actually one other thing on that
0: point. Uh it also if they wanted to just replace like the clear eight missions thing instead of giving you like twenty essence, if it instead wants to give you a retry for free. That would be cool, too. It gives people a goal to aim for where they're like, if I could just make it to number eight, if I could just make it to round eight, I'll be able to have another chance and be able to push forward and maybe punch above my weight class.
1: Okay, so before uh, we move on, I'll just say that we are running a bit over time, mainly because we have a lot to talk about this month. Uh, And... As some of you uh, may have already seen on Reddit, we decided to split the podcast into two parts. Uh, The first part is called Game Talk and the second part is called Lame Talk. Uh, For those listening live, this doesn't affect you at all. Uh, You'll just uh, stay tuned and you can hear everything as it comes. But if all of a sudden we cut off this part of the segment on the podcast, uh, the rest of it will be on the second part. We're going to try and keep everything together into two hours in total. So
0: yeah, we'll see where that goes. We're going to be keeping it... uh nice and concise, and we'll be clipping through the rest of it pretty fast. So it shouldn't be too much of a problem, but if it is, now you know. So moving on, speaking of now you know, how about that Lobo?
2: He's definitely a lot of fun to use, in my opinion. He's He's been a lot of fun. I'm still trying to find out whether or not he'll be working on my bleed team or not, but I'm also shooting for L5, so, I mean, trying for it.
1: That's the interesting thing about uh, Lobo. At a high level, you can actually probably make a lot of use out of him. Um, given all the things that are changing in the next update, he probably could be really good. That's my uh, my, my initial thoughts on him.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm just so mind-blown that the term martyr build actually stuck. I was just throwing it out there, but people really took to it. Like... It does disappoint me, though, that people were purposefully keeping him low level just to abuse him with the Deathstroke. But, you know, all that's changing soon, so.
1: To be honest, though, a part of me is a bit sad, the fact that he got nerfed, but not, I mean, I think that it was something that was uh, needed. But the way I see it is that um, Lobo, uh, he introduced something that was quite unique to the game, that ne- that was never there it was the combo aspect of the game in terms of um, like a sort of semi loopy infinite combo that re- that were present in other games for example but DC legends never really had it this element was super interesting to the game uh, but they then had to like really just chop it down because it was being way too abused way too easily and I get that uh, I understand that if you know the 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 metagame is becoming way too unhealthy. You have to do something about it. But I hope that they they take this as a way to move forward for other character designs uh, to think about how to implement sort of a combo aspect uh, into the game, but not make it too broken. For example, I think the way they they nerfed him is acceptable. He can still combo off with Deathstroke, for example, or with any any other characters that would benefit from deaths but he does so a lot less uh, frequently, I guess, or a lot less, uh, what's the word here?
0: I think frequently
1: Frequently. is the right word. Right, exactly. So, uh, Personally, when I was looking at him, even at high level though, the one thing that I wasn't really happy with was his upfront damage. His uh, AOE bleed, uh, his uh, basic with the bleed upgrade looks okay. Uh, if for a bleed team, but his upfront damage doesn't seem that great.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Personally speaking, I think his damage is fine. I think people are really missing out by keeping him so low level. But uh, just to clarify for those listening who don't know what the nerf was, now instead of him having baseline hundred percent chance to revive thirty three percent per person. He now only has ninety percent at maximum and he needs to be completely skilled out to have that. So I agree. I think it's a reasonable change, but you know, a lot of people are probably going to be more inclined to disagree with me on that one because they really, really like just having characters on 12k power teams that could just roll through 26k power teams.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so moving on uh, to a character not, not much of us know much about, Vixen. Any thoughts on Vixen? She's surprisingly good. Over. I, I would
2: like to think that her kit looks really utility. And I like utility characters. I like, you know, Batman, World's Greatest Detective for that same reason. So, I mean... If I ever get a chance to use her, I probably will, for any utility team that I ever put
1: together. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same boat as uh, Ogre. I feel like she's sort of uh, the Swiss Army Knife type of character, like Medfield is, uh, World's Greatest Detective Batman, etc. So she's really useful in a lot of different scenarios. So she, she could probably be a staple on a lot of teams um, just because of let her me, applications. Yeah. Let me lay
0: down some truth for you guys real quick. So. <laughs> This woman gets sixty percent more stamina for one of her leader upgrades. Like after the HP fix, do you know what that's going to do? Oh my god!
2: She's gonna be yeah. Her katana and Ares are gonna be insane.
0: Plus, one of her legendaries. It doesn't matter if you have like one meter or like a full meter. She can hit you with her bird form and take away. All of it on a 25% chance. Like, blah. I know. I did some testing. It's bonkers. And then she can basically be a Swayto Aqu- Aquaman. Yeah, she basically is a jack of all trades, but she does everything decently well. It surprised me because I looked at her kit and I was like, oh, this looks boring. Add cooldowns, add cooldowns. It's Hippolyta, just, you know, with animals. But then when I actually started to use her, I was, I was highly impressed. I was like, "Whoa, this character is not being talked about enough, honestly. And as it turns out, someone agreed with me down the road, but we'll get to that later.
1: So let's move on. Next section.
2: Uh,
0: so reworks, reworks. We are all about those reworks right now. You have your Harley Quinns getting reworked. You have your Death Strokes getting reworked. Technically, your logo's getting reworked, but we already talked about that. So let's talk about Harley Quinn. Man, is she crazy right now, literally and metaphorically.
2: Uh, Ogre, do you want to give your thoughts? Yeah, she's definitely a lot more entertaining now <laughs> than she was previously. Her, her reworked passive and her new legendary on her taunt are definitely definitely strong.
1: My biggest problem with re, uh with the reworked Harley um is I mean I think her kit is really good now. Uh but S- Sethaman was actually saying online on Reddit that uh her damage output overall hasn't really changed that much if you compare it to the old version. It's just that the fact that she ha- she starts with Taunt now makes her a lot more useful. Her They just changed the way her damage works, having it based on uh, Intelligence Down, uh, which kind of didn't make sense why she had Intelligence Down on her kit before when she didn't really use it. So that makes sense. I mean, forget the damage.
0: She gains evasion when she evades. What is up with that?
2: That's so crazy. I, I don't like. Yeah, I better bring your your high hit chance characters. Exactly. Like, can you imagine if like Huntress
0: had something like that, where every time she evaded you, she just gained more evasion?
2: Mix oh my stuff, god!
1: Please. The um, the 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 one thing I was saying about uh, her kit now is that I'm actually debating whether or not I want to get her all the way to a legendary five or not, because her kit is actually really good. Every legendary upgrade is something you want i can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want them
0: it's just the only- i mean i've been keeping her i've been keeping her at l4 this entire time and thank goodness they let me respect because her taunt was the only thing i didn't upgrade into but yeah I, I have enough shards even i'm thinking about taking her that far and i'll take anyone to l5 well Kimo would have to come first but you know because uh, the, only <laughs> thing,
1: the only thing i don't have upgraded is her uh hammer and I really do wanna upgrade it. I just have to get to that point. But the question is like, do I wanna sink that much um, legendary essence into her? It's gonna be a huge investment, you know. So
0: Speaking of investment, let's talk about
1: Deathstroke, someone that everyone had
0: written off for so long and is all of a sudden the coup d'etat. Like WB didn't cover it in their podcast, but the fact that 90% of people are using him as leader needs to be addressed. Let's talk about it. Ogre, you start.
2: Yeah, Deathstroke has become absolutely monstrous. And not even just his kit, but because of the advent of Lobo, like is what really shot him over the top because the kit is really good in and of itself, but without characters that revive and he can abuse, he's... He's nowhere near as good as people think. Like, he's still really good. He's just not as good as people are claiming he is right now, and as overpowered as he is. He's really not that overpowered. But he's definitely a lot better than he was previously. The rework was much needed and much appreciated as a fan of Deathstroke, so...
0: (laughs) DP, what do you think?
1: Uh, Deathstroke? Uh, I... I pretty much sunk all my resources into him as soon as I saw him come out. Like, as soon as they announced him, I was stocking up uh, a lot of physical material just to upgrade him all the way to 10. So yeah, he's crazy good, crazy, crazy good. Uh, The thing that I liked the most about his kit and the way it was reworked was the fact that they didn't have to change his stats to make him great. Because even though he's super slow and he still is slow, he makes up for it so quickly. Because as soon as one person dies, he's in line with everybody else. So, yeah, it's great. There's nothing really bad to say about him. I mean, he's, maybe he's just too good. Maybe it's too easy to combo off with him with other revived characters. Even though Lobo's being fixed, you still have you know the original three offenders before Lobo was out, which was Swamp Thing, Doomsday, and Grundy. So they're still around. You can still run those bait teams. They're just not as good as the Lobo combo. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, thinking I've on run, that. I've been running Grundy and Lobo, and it's worked out really nicely.
1: <laughs> your Grundy. I was gonna die? say because yours is really high. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, my Grundy's maxed out. Like, he's got two pieces of eleven already, so he's working up. He's getting there. Uh, he he, he does die, but not very often.
0: <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna say uh, as far as all that goes, like when you uh. I don't know if combo's the right word, really, because you're not really comboing it. And I don't even think Deathstroke's good, honestly. Like Harley Quinn's way more bonkers right now than Deathstroke is. You hit Deathstroke with some, you know, you know what? In fact, I, I think we're about to have a call out. Yep. Because
1: let's, let, let's ogre's topic, yeah.
0: <laughs> ogre's been talking some game on Deathstroke. I need to lay down to this man. that Deathstroke isn't even good. He's okay. But he's way overhyped.
1: Let's let's look at it this way. Between the two reworked characters, uh, who do you think is more impactful, uh, Harley Quinn or Deathstroke? Then
0: I'll let you go first. Ogre, go ahead and uh, set me up so that I can lay down
2: the hammer. (laughs) Let me set your dominoes up for you. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, honestly, it flat out Deathstroke. The man has completely changed the meta. Like you said before, 90% of people are running him as their leaders at this point in the top 100. And, like, you can't deny the numbers, as I've always been about those numbers. The man is absolutely bonkers. He is really just over the top. Sure, Harley brings some nice cool stuff with her. They work really well together, even. And honestly, but if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be anywhere near as powerful, I don't think.
0: Ouch. Jesus, I mean, I, I wasn't meaning for you to get that mean about it, Ogre. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go and call me out like that. I mean, I was just playing. I was just, I was just playing. <laughs> all right, no, but really, all right. Let me lay this down for you. Sure, everyone in the top one hundred has a medalist leader. You know, yeah, sure, whatever. That's fine. But you know what? The only reason that he's even there is just because of Lobo. You take away Lobo, what is Deathstroke? Some slow guy who dies to bleed. On top of that, Harley Quinn, not only is she faster than him, she synergizes with literally everybody. Like, oh man, I have Deathstroke, but I don't have three fodder characters to feed him and just am going to pray that the opponent isn't an actual person. Okay, yeah, Deathstroke's pretty good. Provided the person you're playing against is just as garbage as you are. That's fine. But for anyone with even an iota of a brain cell, Deathstroke, you could you could use chemo against deathstroke by himself and chemo would kill the entire bait deathstroke team. Like it's disgusting. Harley Quinn, on the other hand, you throw her into a team composition, you can run anybody and that team composition will work. All of a sudden you have like you could run swamp thing and not have to use them for just revive fodder. You could run, you could run, God, let me think, who could you run? Uh, Everybody, (laughs) but specifically, specifically speaking, not just to throw out like, oh man, you could just do everything. Killer Frost, you could run Killer Frost, and down works great with her burst damage. I mean, hell, you could run Princess of Themyscira with harley in our current form and it would be a viable pick like how ridiculous is that right you could run new joker and he would be good hell you could run robin and robin would actually almost be viable almost not quite but almost there (laughs) see but you can't do that with deathstroke
1: as it stands as it stands between the two of you your your points are both great i think that currently right now before october i think that deathstroke probably takes it by a bit just by a bit but by october i think harley quinn will definitely be uh ahead of deathstroke given the fact that uh a lot of deathstroke's combo potential will be gone so but i think as you said harley quinn works with basically everybody and that is pretty much true the thing that i find uh, that that i found that that uh, worked amazingly well uh, were were teams with uh, Harley Quinn and Livewire on the same team? Can you imagine that? Both characters have a su- like start with evasion, and uh, Harley Quinn's hammer and int down ba- benefits Killer Frost or not Killer Frost. Uh, Livewire, I keep confusing Livewire. Actually, and Killer Frost to look the same. <laughs> it's
0: funny too because I was running a similar team, but I had a. I'm probably going to get shunned for this. Jessica Cruz as the leader, and it worked well. Like, if you can make Jessica Cruz a good character, like, you're doing something right. And yeah, Harley Quinn just killed it because your opponent's only option to get to any of your characters is basically to AoE, which all three of them counter. So, yeah, it's super gross. I like it, though and then i have doomsday on the back end and i'm just like yeah go ahead and try to try to kill that doomsday before he turns into an absolute god
1: <laughs> all right let's
0: uh, but, uh move on to the next topic. that's enough out of me yeah Doom, you want to take over moving on yeah I'll, I'll take it here so let's talk about the meta at the moment right we already talked a little bit about it so let's keep this one short and sweet so this meta versus the past metas right What do you guys think? Do you think that perhaps that this meta is more healthy? Like even disregarding the whole G11 and a lot of people aren't on the same tier. Once you got to gear 11 with even a few characters, do you think that it's more balanced or do you think it's less balanced? Ogre, you're first.
2: Are we taking into consideration the upcoming fixes with the HP bug or just currently? Go ahead and take into
0: account every confirmed fix that's coming.
2: Okay. With, with everything, gear 11, HP, the fix of Lobo, like, and the awareness, you know, straightening out, I, I think that the health of the meta, not currently, but will be shortly, once those fixes are fully implemented, will be wide open, which is something that I have wanted for so long. And I'm honestly really excited about it because I'll literally be able to use any character that I want to because I want to, not because I have to.
1: Yeah, I I pretty much feel exactly the same way. It'll open up a lot more variety, a lot more possibilities, and it'll give you a lot more roster depth. Like we were talking about in the previous uh, rehearsal podcast, a lot of the problem with the, the current state of the game is that we're not really using more than maybe a handful of characters currently. And even in the past meta, it was no different at all. Pretty much, if you had the fastest, what, six to seven characters on your roster that with high crit chance and gear 10, you're good. That was that was pretty much the end of it. So now, hopefully, the door is wide open. I mean, I'm personally excited
0: because I might actually have an excuse to use Shazam and he might actually be good. So I, I'm stoked for that. Like, I agree. The meta right now this moment it's not great but coming up i think it'll be the best it's ever been so speaking on that in terms of uh what might change obviously tank comps and uh you know the combo teams will be coming out and stuff but this overhealing do you think it'll bring a better rise to bleed teams bleed teams have already been on the rise but do you think it'll really give them a good foothold? Ogre, you go ahead, because you're the bleed guru around here.
2: I, I really do think that bleed teams are going to get that foothold with the overhealing, because quite a few of the characters that have bleeds in their kit also rely on mending, mostly notable being Aquaman and Camo. Like, these guys are going to be absolutely silly when they can overheal. Like, Camo is going to have so much HP, his mends are going to heal for so much. It's going to be absolutely silly. DP, what
1: do you think? I think that uh, it's going to be really interesting with uh, both um, buffs and debuffs, if you think about it, in terms of bleeds and men's. Uh, currently, with the with the announcement, they said that the overhealing is going to start with men's, and then later down the line, I think November or something, they said they're going to make it apply to uh, actual healers like Zatanna and other characters that have uh, heals, not just men's. But if you look at October just October by itself, if we have men's getting a huge buff with overhealing and um, HP buffs and so on, uh, characters that that stocks will go up obviously will be those that can apply those and also those that can take it away. So purgers, uh, buff purgers and uh, debuff purgers, I think, are going to be a lot more useful too. People weren't really thinking about that in terms of uh, how to counter them, right? So characters like Catwoman, for example, uh, Hal Jordan with the hammer upgrade, uh, and then even um, uh, characters with uh, debuff removal; those uh, those characters that probably wouldn't really get used because there wasn't really a, a chance for them to get used will probably go up a lot higher. For example, Superman, uh, his passive ability to remove debuffs is probably going to be very, very important. So, yeah, mm. it's like they knew it was
2: coming. <laughs> yeah.
0: If only we did, that would be great. You know to their credit, I'm glad they told us this time instead of just being like, oh hey, by the way, overhealing. But you know, yeah. That's I'm salty. I'm always salty. Anyways. <laughs> so moving on past that, uh interestingly enough, did I hear you say their stock is going up DP? <laughs> A bit. Are we are we about to start this whole uh stock market exchange (laughs) on the forums, just going up, be like, oh, this just in reverse flash stock dropped 40% today because of the (laughs) HP bug fix. I mean, we could, but
1: a
2: new article series for you, DP. Yeah, there you go. Get back to work.
1: (laughs) We need a financial aspect of characters. (laughs) So, uh,
0: moving on though, uh, to the talking about the official podcast. Uh, so let's go ahead and discuss a few key things on that one n- no one likes chemo jokes i don't know why they keep trying it like we we get it chemo's bad well he's not even bad anymore like chemo is actually pretty good the joke doesn't even work anymore <laughs> like i don't know Seriously? but that's i'm salty okay so um, we already talked about Vixen. We already talked about using the full roster. Let's talk about October. They said it's going to be scary. What? How scary do you think it's going to be?
2: Uh, well, I think that that latently implies that the rework character is going to be Sinestro. Yellow Lantern.
1: Fear me. <laughs> I like that. that. That's good. Actually, I didn't think about hmm. that.
0: Yeah, you know what, now they think, yeah, well, it would be cool if they actually introduced fear instead of him just making people mad and then that somehow playing into his character.
1: Right! They did mention that we should be picking up our uh, Deathshot uh, hired gun shards, so that he'll be useful for that, uh, uh, that month, so I'm assuming he could either be a rework or he could be just an eligible character for the Hero Challenge, but the fact that they're talking about scary, obviously they talk. they're talking about Halloween. I'm guessing Scarecrow will be the new character. Mm.
0: I hope so, honestly.
1: Like, if they introduce
0: a fear mechanic, I would be amazed with having Scarecrow in the game. Even if fear is something dumb like, oh, it's enraged, but you do, like, 50% less damage. I would be satisfied with that, but... I think that we're going to be seeing something else. Either I want to see Deadman, I want to see the Spectre, or I want to see Constantine, one of those three.
1: I'd be so I'd be really stoked to see Constantine, but at the same time a little bit scared because I think Constantine would be a really imbalanced character. He's so good in the comics. So, I can I could like he's so mysterious, but he's so strong when he comes out, right? So, yeah, but he's a drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be his downfall. He'll
2: start monologuing and he'll pass out.
0: Basically, like you have five turns to win; otherwise, he knocks himself out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: That's funny. Which is
2: kind of what I was expecting to happen with Lobo—is that instead of him dying, he'd get bored and wander off.
1: <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Yeah. So,
0: aside from the uh, the chemo jokes, they did say eventually. Eventually with quotes, eventually, air quotes. You can't see them. He will get reworked. He will get reworked eventually. That's cool, but at the same time, the only things I want to change is that his bleed should have, like, his his second ability should have 100%. There's no reason why it should be 70% to add two bleeds and do no damage. You know what I mean? But if they just fix that, if they just fix that, I would be happy.
2: Oh, that would make his... uh... There's only two things that I would fix. One is that he would apply more bleeds in general because he doesn't apply very many of them. Two's not enough. His passive applying one, okay. Maybe he should add two on that. I don't know. But maybe I'm just a bleedaholic. But the second one, I wish that his legendary upgrade to uh, either Fallout or Chemical Spill would actually give him a taunt. Oh, that would be juicy.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If they changed his uh, passive legendary to just add another bleed, that would be perfectly fine by me because I don't see the point in him putting agility down. It's like Sinestro giving strength up to everybody. But, you know, that's just me. I'm also a bleedaholic. I love Chemo is like my, what, third favorite character behind Firestorm and Doomsday. So I, any changes to him, I'm happy about. Legendary events. yep, raid.
1: Yeah, they, they they mentioned that the legendary events uh they're not they're not unlocking that even if you hit level eighty right now uh because I don't think anybody in the game is level eighty yet <clears throat> but uh they said that they're working on it still and then that they're, they they want to make it really epic they feel like uh because it's supposed to be something huge uh they don't want to just release something that's half assed and I appreciate that I, I appreciate the fact that they don't want to put something out there that they're going to have to patch multiple times. They want to send out like one solid thing and let people try it out and enjoy it. Um, they're probably going to have to patch it, but hope hopefully not a lot. Uh, and then they they also addressed the issue of um, the uh, what a lot of people were asking for for alliance missions with like alliance raids, for example, with a raid boss. So it and they hinted at it might that it might be tied in with uh, legendary events too. So. I found that kind of interesting.
0: What do you think, Ogre? Any secret bosses you'd like to fight?
2: I'm really hoping for Brainiac and Darkseid. Me too. Exactly the same. As as two of the options. I'm assuming there is going to be three options. Uh, They may just reuse Necron, but obviously there's three affinities in the game. You got to have three of them. Brainiac fits the, you know, whatever you want to have them fit, so... Dark side, kind of same thing. They don't even have to necessarily have affinity because they're that epic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they so be
1: Affinity neutral.
2: Speaking on that, quick
0: point it turns out that um, Necron actually has a uh, skill set code in the game. So, he's probably never going to become a playable character, but if he did, he could. So, do you think any of these potential bosses might be characters that we might get access to at some point in the future?
2: Oh, geez. I think that it's one of those
1: things that if you do use them, they take up multiple character slots. Ah, that'd be cool. Be like a giant dragon taking up like half your team. Right? That cool. would be I'd the be, way
2: that would balance it. I'd be cool with that, honestly. Oh, and I've been experimenting with that even if you look at like Ares and Katana and different ones where they get more powerful if they're the leader. So, yeah, I can see that.
0: So, speaking on that, excess character shards, right? Since we're talking about characters being useful, apparently we'll finally get the use for the billions of Bane and Chemo shards we have. What do you guys think they're going to do with that?
2: I'm rather, either hoping it's really either a character shard swap, so you can swap from one character to another, or that you'll be able to turn them in for some sort of currency to get gear materials or uh, power rings. One of those I'm hoping for.
1: I think they actually mentioned somewhere in the, the Q&A part of their podcast where <clears throat> the they're not actually going to do a shard shop. They're going to do something better, but they didn't really say what that is. So I, I assume that it's going to be something where... I don't think it's gonna be a swap, but it's gonna be some kind of like currency system. I imagine something where like the shards have a certain value and uh, they can be used to to be applied somewhere in the game. For example, imagine if you could use shards like gems, that would be crazy. Because imagine how yeah, wouldn't do that. I mean, yeah, maybe not like the same, exactly the same as gems. But for example, what if you could use your your excess Robin shards or your excess chemo shards or whatever to refresh the void scanner, for example, or something stupid like that? So I'd be spinning a hell of a lot then. <laughs> right? So, I mean, it might not be exactly a shard swap, but if you can make use of it in any way, I'd be happy. That's pretty much just it. So Cool beans, cool beans. Well, I like the
0: way you guys thinks. So let's move on to the next parts of this so that we can uh, finish out strong.
1: Okay, so let's wrap it up with uh, the things that I like to talk about, which are the packs and events for each month. So the packs this the with in terms of the store packs, the things that were announced were changes to the PVP pack. So uh, before we get into that, actually, i'll I'll jump into something real quick. Um, the Wonder Woman DOJ gem pack was brought back uh, thanks to her digital release, the digital release of the movie. Um, Does this mean anything to you guys? Because it's clear that they have a pattern of releasing gem packs each month for uh, the appropriate characters. But bringing back an older character uh, thematically, I guess, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? What do you guys think?
0: Personally... As long as they don't randomly nerf her after selling her, I have no opinion on it. I have her at like L4. I have her exactly where I want her to be. I don't really care about her final, uh, whatchamacallit, but that's just me. Honestly, they brought her back. She's a good character. She plays well and is great to gear 11 first. So, you know, more power to people who want her. That's great.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. If, If you want to get her, then get her. Then I don't mind them bringing back her pack. You know, it, it doesn't really hurt anything, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neutral. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, it also brings up the idea that, like, uh, for example, maybe the Nightwing pack comes back or uh, Terra or who have you comes back, right? Okay, so the PvP mm-hmm. pack, uh, they introduced a lot of changes. I'll go over it real quick uh, for those who don't already know. Uh, the new characters incoming into the pack are Wonder Woman, Princess of Themyscira, uh, Hawkgirl, Robin, Katana, and Supergirl. Uh, leaving will be Bane uh SSS Lex Luther uh Huntress Swamp Thing and Raven. Uh and then the, the changes to it being uh let's see. Oh Lex Luthor uh Assault Warsuit will become uh common and doomsday will become uncommon. And there was something I was gonna say about Swamp Thing, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think Swamp They said that uh he's going to be available through other avenues
0: instead of the pack. That's
1: it. That was- oh, yeah. So that 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 was something to lead into. That was really interesting. But uh, in terms of the pack changes, what do you guys think?
0: Um, I got my Bane to L4, which is fine. Kind of sad to see Lex going. And uh, I don't really care about the other ones, honestly. Less Ravens are fine by me. Now, Supergirl, being like, what is she, a common or something? Or She's rare, right? Yeah, that that's cool. I'm glad that they're doing that, but I don't think they should have included Robin. Honestly, they could have picked a billion other characters that could have you been. They hate on him. Robin so much. <laughs> He's so trash. I don't like him, but that's just me. Whatever. Ogre, <laughs> yeah. what do you think?
2: Uh, I think they could have done better than Wonder Woman, Princess of the Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of other characters they could have put in there, and it would have been better. But I think Hawkgirl's a good choice. Because I don't think a lot of people have her or appreciate what she does. And she honestly is probably due for a rework somewhere in the near future. Uh, I am excited that Katana and Supergirl are getting in. They were both hard hard to obtain. I finally got my Supergirl to L1, L2. I think I'm happy about that. Good enough for me, so I don't really mind. Uh, I am sad to see Swamp Thing and Raven go, actually. But I am excited that they are going to offer... Swamp Thing in another avenue, which means that there's probably other characters on that same vein. So hopefully, yeah. that'll be exciting.
0: Yeah. On top of that, uh, go ahead. The uh, the fact that they're changing, the fact that Swamp Thing might be available through other avenues, means they might be changing certain other things. Like, are we maybe going to see an alliance pack change in the future? Maybe he will be
1: available there. Something to think about. That was exactly the same thing I was going to say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm also excited for Doomsday being uncommon because I still don't have him at legendary.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that, too. I'm happy to have Doomsday even more uncommon than usual, but you know, or not uncommon.
1: You know what I mean? More Less common rare. than usual. Less rare. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. The next thing to move on is in terms of the hero challenges for this month, uh, they have really changed. Uh, that way timing works and it really shook things up this time so they have changed the 5 day challenges to 6 days and they've changed the 9 day challenges to 10 days so by adding a day to each of them obviously uh, that's a good thing for most players so you'll have more time to spread out your shard collection uh, for the 10 day challenge uh, it's obvious that the total amount of 500 shards stays the same they just spread it out over a longer period of time, uh, this is good and bad it's uh good for people who need more time to spread to to spread it out and take their time to do a couple of repeats per day rather than doing a lot at once uh, but it's bad at the same time for people who want to get as many shards as possible at once so for like the first initial run previously you'd get like close to 300 something shards now you're getting about 200 something shards so it actually forces you to repeat more often so it's good and bad Uh, Yep,
0: the uh, previous events memory serving you got two hundred seventy four fragments for, and now the new ones you get two hundred and thirty four something like
1: that. So you get forty less per run, basically. I can't remember exactly Uh, initial run. I can't remember the exact figures yet, but it's definitely less. Uh, the The thing that I didn't like about the uh, the events the event changes is the timing was really weird. Because they they obviously have to time it with the previous month's events finishing and starting the next month's events. There was a there was there are gaps actually in the calendar. If you look at it, there are days where there's no events going on. At least one day between each event, and then uh, at the same time there are overlaps. So there are days where the Harley Quinn and the Lobo event will overlap, and the same again with the Killer Frost event coming up. It's going to overlap again. So this is going to be a huge strain on players' resources. Uh, definitely, if you want to collect shards of both characters you're going to have to really pick and choose when uh, you're going to do those events so unless you're uh, played to win so then you could you know get, pick up the shards as you want but anyways I think that was poorly timed because if they shifted everything by a day or two uh, and not have the, the day off I think everything would have been fine if you had one day of overlap that would have been perfectly fine but there's two or three days for each event so it's not really didn't really make sense to me
0: Yeah, I mean, I was already complaining before about how resources are kind of strained. This just makes it even more of an evident thing that we really need some way to better obtain these resources, especially considering that the events, despite giving you less, still cost the same energy. Like, they could have at least bumped it down like five energy for the final few nodes to equal out the total amount of energy you would spend. Because the way it figures, now instead of spending say, let's say 2,500 gyms over the course of the five days you'd be doing this event. You now have to spend 3,000, 3,500 just to cover those last two days because you still need just as much energy. You're just not getting as much out of it.
2: Any thoughts, Over? Yeah, definitely. Definitely need to, to think about what you want to do as a player now a lot more with these overlaps. You're definitely going to have to be a lot more careful with your gems, too, because you're going to need a lot of them. And it's even tougher. And it's definitely for something that I don't think players like.
1: Yeah, uh, I was going to say, sorry, There, it's definitely tougher for people in alliances that have to do PvE missions at the same time. So when you're doing heroic runs, uh, you're using a lot of your energy for that. And then you have the all the other events going on at the same time. So what I often tell my guys is that I actually try and set up a calendar that shows when things are overlapped and there was some there was somebody on reddit I can't remember his name off the top of my head who showed there's a repetition in the alliance uh, mission cycle and there's days where certain events come up uh, so then you can time when and where you'll be doing you can do your uh, hero challenges so that it wouldn't overlap with the uh, heroic missions but still like the fact that you're creating more overlap is just ridiculous why not just put it onto a calendar and look oh okay well there's a day off here let's just get rid of that but anyway it bothers
0: me on a little bit of a level that that becomes a necessity you know what i mean like players shouldn't have to micromanage every single day just to get by on certain things but that's that's my final grievance that's my final word on it you know
1: Let's gloss over er, that. Uh, There was one other thing I want to talk about the six day event, but it's not really that important. Uh, Just let's try and wrap things up right now. So, uh, to wrap things up, uh, the one thing I personally want to say to the community before uh, we finish this segment of uh, the podcast um, and get into the second one is I want to thank a few people, mainly the Dark Knight 54 on Reddit for helping us with our uh, logo. We're using his design for the Oddsman Broadcast as our logo for pretty much all of our social media uh, outlets, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, SoundCloud. And also, uh, Ogre's friend David, uh, he helped us design our banner and our cover art for uh, pretty much all our social media uh, outlets and also for the podcast so if you're downloading the podcast on itunes or google play music or just listening on soundcloud the design you see there was designed by ogre's friends david so uh yeah thanks again for all that guys and we're also still looking for uh any royalty free music or any uh custom music that you guys think that would be appropriate for our intro or outro it sounds great uh so so far, but, you know, it could always sound better. If you have anything uh, that you'd like to send us, uh, feel free to send it to us on our Gmail address at uh, theoddsmanbroadcast at gmail.com. Okay. Any- and then
0: we'll, uh, when we meet again, obviously, hopefully rather, all the changes will be in place. So you can expect one hell of a show then because we'll basically be talking about nothing but tanks and stocks. So (laughs) that should be fun for you guys. But also, just to say, good luck to everyone and the future endeavors that you're about to partake. Hopefully, you stick with us enough to get to the good parts of what's to come. But if you don't, we're sorry to see you go,
1: and we wish you the best. Ogre, any last words for this segment?
2: Oh, uh, (laughs) I'm just real excited about next month with a lot of these changes. And I hope everybody keeps flying and sticks it through those and sees that they are positive changes.
1: Doom, do you have any announcements?
0: Uh, actually, I have two announcements. Hooray! So, first one is that next month, we will hopefully be having a guest with us, the infamous hate mail, who has been a pretty common request among you guys. Look forward to having him on, hopefully. That would be super cool. And the second announcement is, of course, that, as always, we'll be looking for questions for the next one. Please do feel free to find our topics on those. We'll be tweeting them out. You can follow us at uh, at Oddsman Broadcast, I think is the one. And, uh, yeah, you'll find out when the shows are, when the rehearsals are, and all that different jazz. So, please, feel free to look us up there. Feel free to listen to our SoundCloud. Follow us there. Just get involved because we want to make the best show we can for you
1: guys. For those listening to you, listening live, you guys can just uh, continue listening. We'll continue the second part of uh, Lame Talk coming up right after uh, our outro two-minute break. And then uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, if this is not already uh, spliced into the like, the Lame Talk segment, uh, you'll be getting that a week from uh, the first part. So the Game Talk will be released in a couple of days and Lame Talk will be released a week after that. So uh, for those who want to listen to Lame Talk uh, and Game Talk at the same time, uh, you can uh, check out our Patreon page uh, and you'll be able to get access to Lame Talk and Game Talk at the same time. Uh, Okay, and uh, so I'm going to roll the outro and we'll take a break for two minutes while it's playing and then come right back uh, at it.
2: Hey guys, this is Seth Rogen. I wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on.